Hey everyone, I'm Caleb. And I'm Michaela. And this is the McCaleb Talks Podcast. Episode four? Is that which one this is? I don't do math. You don't do math. We'll call it four, you know, for all of you in podcast land. Uh, I'm a K- Caleb. This is Michaela. <laughs> good. Yeah? Nice. Yeah? Yep. You're good Just with that? Cool. Keep going. All right. So we today we have a guest speaker who's a good friend of mine uh, that we practically grew up together in a lot of ways. He's uh, a good friend of mine who knows a lot about money. This is my buddy, Evan. Hey, how's it going? Say hello, Evan. Hi. Okay. Thanks for having me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I'm having. We're having Evan on today because he's really knowledgeable with money. Um, I have. I could probably count on one hand how many friends I have who've paid off uh, more than one house, who has their finances in order, owns a business, and has done all that, starting from not a lot of money, <laughs> being a young college student who, not necessarily was. Poor, but you figured things out, yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I mean, you had your college <laughs> debt too, so. Yeah. Well, I, mean, I was paid through it. Yeah, I was actually able to go through school without having any debt. Really, um, my grandparents helped us with uh, our college um, a little bit, and then I saved a bunch. And then my parents also helped a little bit, but I was only in school for one year, so oh, so that helps. Wasn't really uh, <laughs> wasn't really for me. found yeah. my wife and left. So. That's what's up. Yeah. That's, <laughs> I mean, I found my That's what you did. You went for his Mr. Degree. Mr. Mr. Degree. <laughs> yes. yes. Yeah. So, um, uh, Evan, I want to have you on to kind of just we'll talk about finances and marriage. You, te- you teach a finance class um, at our church and stuff like that. So, I wanted to hit on a few things. Do you want to maybe give a background about yourself before we get into things? Sure. Um. Yeah, I'm. My name's Evan Holmes. Um, I am the uh, son of our pastor, uh, Mike Holmes, at our church that Caleb and Michaela and all of us go to. Um, I uh, went to West Coast Baptist Bible College um, for a to find a wife, pretty much. <laughs> That's why I went there, um, and I succeeded. So, uh, <laughs> but then uh, came back home um, here to Wyoming and. Uh, Got a job out at our local refinery, Sinclair Oil Refinery, um, and uh, that kind of started the whole financial ball rolling because I was like 20 years old um, and was making really, really good money, um, and so it kind of got everything uh, started for us, and so we kind of made a decision right at the beginning um, before we ever like got into stupid decisions and stuff to just, hey, let's just let's just right now, right before we start going crazy or buying new trucks or razors or stuff, let's just, let's just be smart with our money. So that was at the start of your marriage. That was right at the start of our marriage. Yeah. I, I got a job at the refinery and got married, um, the same year, um, 2012. Yeah. 2012. Uh, just making sure, um, Sarah will listen to this. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it was 2012. But, um, <laughs> but no, um, so a lot of big things happened that year. We bought our first house that year. We got a good job that year and we got married. So we just kind of had a year of like, okay, we're deciding this is how we're going to do things. And, uh, we've been able to kind of stick to that. Mostly we've obviously had our ups and downs and our financial struggles as everybody does. So, yeah. but yeah. Yeah. So you basically had a plan for the beginning. You talked it out as marriage. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that's that's a huge thing we found in our marriage is just talking things out and planning ahead. Because if we hadn't planned ahead on certain things, we wouldn't be where we are today. So uh, I have a few questions written out that I thought would be kind of helpful for the audience to think about. Um, one is like, so what are some common issues that uh, people, couples specifically want to know about money so like what they want to know about money 
that they didn't learn in school mm. or that um, or even home what they could learn what they should learn for their marriage to better have a better financial future yeah um, one of the things I would say first when I when I saw that question the first thing that popped in my mind is actually responsibility um, financial responsibility um, we live in a day and age where it's just you grow up and you got to get your job and you got to buy a house and you got to do all these things but for some reason we don't teach anybody to become financially responsible they just everybody just acts like children as adults with their money um, so you you know you you got your marriage figured out and your job and your career whatever it is and you got your degree and all that stuff but then when it comes to to money you're like a little kid in a candy store yeah, there's and no you accountability just, absolutely not and you just and that's what our parents have done. Uh, the baby boomer generation has kind of grown from the the uh, generation before that to have a lot more. Um, and now our millennial generation, we are all grown up and becoming adults and having children and stuff now. And we have that same exact mentality, but worse because there's so many more um, conveniences and things. I mean, almost ways to, ways to uh, like acquire like debts. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's irresponsible. So, so easy to get debt. Like anybody will give you a credit card for crazy amounts of debt when you're 18 years old and you got no response. You got no, um, place being an 18 year old racking up all kinds of debt. Like you don't even know what your right. life is about yet. Exactly. So, um, but yeah, I would say responsibility and just, you know, you, you're a responsible husband, you're a responsible wife, you're, you know, you're a, a great, uh, you know, you're a manager at work or whatever, and you, and you take all those things into your career, but then your money, you're just like, yeah, whatever, it'll figure it out, and you don't, you don't have any responsibility there, so. I will say, yeah, the responsibility sense. mindset is huge, like, for me, like, so, like, I went into the store last night to go get a thing of mail because we were doing some fried chicken and stuff and I have a particular recipe I use and uh, yeah <laughs> and like I went there and I was like oh man there's this what you call those cowtails those cowtail candy bar deals oh yeah I was like oh it's only 35 cents and I was like ah oh, I don't need 30 I don't need that right now I was like 35 cents that adds up I better I better not and it was just like like that like I haven't always had that mentality but I really like like, I have that mentality now because it's like, oh, I did not budget 35 cents. Like, I've already spent my spending money for the month. I'm at the end. I better not use this extra. And it's like, like, that's like extreme and weird yeah, and dumb. But, but, like, the sense of responsibility where it's like every cent matters mm -hmm. is huge. And, like, in college, a lot of kids are like, it's only 35 cents. It only, it's only five bucks. It's only 20 bucks. And it adds up. It adds up. It adds up to where it's like, Oh, I can't pay my college debt because I spent it all on beer and cheese and cheese. Okay, I did not spend any money in college on beer. I did spend a lot of money on cheese. I went to a Bible college for all of you in podcast land. And they didn't let me drink beer at Bible college. So cheese was in the last podcast. Yeah. It shall live on. Yeah. Can we backtrack a little bit though? Because you talked about some of your past and like how you guys came to be financially savvy. Can you talk about kind of where you guys are at right now financially? Because I think that's really exciting and it shows that you guys have continued to kind of grow mm. that knowledge. Starting off with that responsibility. Yeah. Sure. Where does it lead you? <laughs> yeah. Well, we've been married for um, almost nine years now, um, and uh, which is crazy to think about. So um, my wife's birthday is actually today. Mm -hmm. So happy birthday, Sarah. Yeah. Happy birthday, Sarah. Um, but yeah, so over the last nine years, we've, um, like I said, at the beginning, we just decided we're, we're going to do this and we're going to do it right. And we guess so everybody knows, like I, 
have messed up with money. My wife's messed up. Well, less my wife than myself. She <laughs> is super nice. like money Nazi. So Sarah is Mary Poppins. She is practically perfect in every way. <laughs> he just called her a Nazi. You just called her Mary Poppins. Hey, she those is are the Mar- same things. <laughs> yeah, she's a, she's oh, a Mary Poppins Nazi cross. It's it's awesome. Um, no, honestly, I have to say this Can't right from the beginning <laughs> that I wouldn't be here without my wife, without Sarah. Um, yeah. There's a there's like a little term that we use sometimes in the financial stuff and we'll get more into it in a little bit, but like um there's like nerds and free spirits in marriage and one person is usually always a nerd and the other is usually always like a free spirit yeah. with money. So I'm the free spirit, my wife is like ultra Nazi nerd. So with money, with money. Um and uh she just she saves and saves and she's just so responsible with stuff. So she was a really huge, huge like like ninety nine point nine percent part of controlling my yeah controlling my wild spending habits and spirit and stuff and um, so that was a big big part of it um, for sure. But yeah, over the last nine years, we've just really stayed focused. Um, one of the main things that we've been doing over the last years, um, the, the, the years we've been married has been budgeting, monthly budgeting. And I'll just say right now that I absolutely hate budgeting, um, because that's me, I'm the nerd or the uh, free spirit, but my wife loves it. So, um, that's us. Yeah. Yeah. I, I hate budgeting. She loves yeah, it. I can't stand it, but, but I can see, but I know that it is good. Yes. Like I've seen what it's done for us and where it's got us and other people who've done it and how, um, much success they've had and stuff. So that's one of the main things. And it's not a budget is more, um, I wouldn't say it's, it's like restrictive. It's more just being able to know where your money is going instead of having your money tell you where it's going, which we've all had where at the end of the month, you, you know, you got a bill or something coming up and you like, you look up the bank account and there's no money there. And you're like, what literally, where did that go? And you have no idea. And that's where those five bucks here, 10 bucks here, 30 bucks there. That's not budgeted. That's where that goes. Um, so those small purchases add up. Like I remember a couple months back ago, like we just had a month where we just, we went to McDonald's a lot. We had a lot of friends over and stuff. We had a lot of parties. So we just went out a lot. Like, you know, it's like, Oh, these friends are over. We'll just go. And like, Mm -hmm. it was like a bunch of $20 purchases. And then it added up. And at the end of the month, we were like, we are not where we thought we were because we weren't following (laughs) our budget (laughs) very closely at all. And that happens a lot. No, and when you when you don't follow the budget, it just it wrecks everything pretty much. Cause even a little a little thing here, a little thing there can really mess things up. And it's so hard to be disciplined. And we struggle literally every month. So there's no we haven't figured it out yet. We're still like we we fight and argue about stuff all the time. And you know she's always worried, and I'm always like, oh, it'll be just fine. <laughs> I'm like the eternal optimist, but. Uh, yeah. But no, it's a good um, it's a good thing in your marriages, in your families to do budgets, um, and that's part of what's got us where we are. Um, we we were just able to uh, take a lot of our I guess I would say extra money and put it like through a budget, put it into things that were that we were going to be saving for or or whatever instead of just like letting it go and buying a new yeah. camper or a new new guns and stuff which there were some of those um <laughs> but uh remember one <laughs> but it was in the budget sometimes sort of. um yeah no no but um through that like over the years we had just saved um and one of the things we did was we took i had a pretty decent income um at the refinery and then my wife um she's a nurse at our uh, local hospital and she we decided to just live off of my income and save 100% of her income. Um, and that was one of the main things. And I know not everybody can do that. I know people have kids and I know people don't have great jobs sometimes. And I know people like you're in school or you've got health problems or whatever. I, mm-hmm. So, so my circumstance, our circumstance was really like ideal. So I don't, right. I don't want anybody to think like, Oh, it's just this easy, you know, or whatever. Right. So, well, you set yourself up, you know, you guys, you made a plan and you worked with it. Yeah. You know? yeah. So, and I think a lot of marriages should 
think more along those lines of okay, as a marriage, where are you headed with your career? Mm-hmm. Where where am I heading with mine? Yeah, and talking about those things that that yeah, for, for me sure. played a huge role in why I'm in the field I'm in now because I knew it would play a huge huge portion in helping my family in the long run in your retirement and stuff. Yeah, yeah. retirement mm-hmm. it was a huge one, helping me out with that and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So. So many, so many couples and people just like they sort of have their own career paths I've seen and like they just sort of well I do what I like doing and you do what you like doing and they never really like intersect or like meet as like a family unit right. you know um, and that's a problem because everybody in our society and this goes along with your you know marriage counseling and, and, and advice and stuff is You've got to be on the same track with your spouse if you want your marriage and your finances to succeed. Um, you can't just have your separate separate bank accounts and separate jobs, and and essentially it turns into like separate lives. And oh, I'm getting called in this day, so you got to find a babysitter this day. And like, it marriage is a unit. Marriage is a is a is a one. You know, a, yeah. a single entity. So the things you do is as far as it comes to finances, really play a big, big part in that. Um, yeah, for sure. So, Like, yeah. in the budgeting, like, you know, Michaela, she always writes the budget. But when she writes the budget, every time she's like, does this look okay? And I'll look at it. And sometimes I'll be like, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But most of the time, I try to look at it and be like, why are we spending this much here? And she's yeah. like, because we spent this much here, Caleb. And I was wow, like, do we have to? And she's like, works. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Often I'll like look at our budget. Um, we used to, or we, we still try to do our budget every two weeks because that was kind of when some people do a budget monthly, once a month. Uh, we did it every two weeks because that's kind of when we both got paid. So it worked better for us. But there's a ton of times when I look at that and be like, there is no way that we're spending that much in that. Or And she'll like pull up the bank account and be like, there it is. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, yeah, she does that to me all the time, and I'm like, couldn't we move like twenty bucks from there to here? And she's like, you're being ridiculous, because <laughs> I, when it comes down to the actual time for me to put my input, like the nerd comes on, mm. but for the most part, I'm that free spirit who just yeah. doesn't like to think about that restriction, because I still have a tendency to think of it as a restriction, even mm. though a budget really does help us a ton. Yeah. Because oh, absolutely. When we don't use our budget. It really does limit us. For sure. So, <clears throat> a huge thing that stops a lot of marriage is debt. Mm. And that the budget plays a huge role in that. How do you how do you start paying off your debt? Because most marriages, the number one reason most marriages fight and have conflict is money. Yeah, that's right. That's the, the number one leading cause of divorce in America. Or in I think in North America, in, you know, Canada, Mexico, everything is uh is is money problems money fights um yeah and and over debt and stress and and issues like that um i would say again kind of going back to what i said before we had a pretty ideal beginning and we kind of had some good counsel and some good uh leadership and good um advice yeah advice in our lives when we first started so i know not everybody's in that situation and you got to kind of get out of debt now or you got to you're deciding from this point on you're going to be you know responsible with your money or or make good decisions um but the 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 best way is to not ever get into debt in the first place um i mean our parents and our or maybe not our parents as much but our grandparents and their parents used to just pay for things you know Mm -hmm. if you couldn't pay for it with the dollars in your bank account physically or some yeah yeah or some version of trade or barter you couldn't have it and there and that is a great principle that that i think we need to bring back and we need to teach people um there's there's some things that are in our day and age are almost impossible to do that with such as a mortgage um many people i mean like a standard i think the average American house right now costs like $240,000 or something. Yeah. You know, a, a starting out couple or a, a young person who just got out of school, you can't put $240,000 down. That's just impossible. But yeah, I mean, but they, they did used to do that back in the old days yeah. and they would, they would build or they would buy fixer uppers and they would do things and, and, you know, they would, um, most, so, 
yeah. most older couples I know who are from that era, they have a house and it's paid off. Yeah, yeah. Because one, the the amount, even if they did get a mortgage, the amount was a reasonable amount, mm-hmm. and it was an amount that they could pay off in the time. Plus, you were right; they 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 were good with their money. Yeah, they they thought differently, and they probably built most of it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or something, which is something not a lot of people do. Yeah, um, in this day and age. So yeah, I would just say, I mean, if you can. Don't get into debt at all. That's like no credit cards, no student loans, and there's a lot of things. There's days of stuff we could talk about how how to actually apply that. Mm-hmm. But try not to get into debt. Um, but then if you are in debt, like if you do have debts, you've got to get really really crazy about just paying those off because they're they enslave you. Like debts just really hold you down and they cause massive problems in your marriage. Mm-hmm. It's it's just a really, really tough thing to deal with when you're trying to have kids and make mortgage payments and go through life as crazy as it is for all of us anyway. And then on top of that, well, hopefully I have enough money this month to pay off that credit card or whatever. And it's just not a good thing to, not a good habit to get into. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like, yeah, just debts in general, they're mm-hmm. just so frustrating. You know, you, you get you get one little debt here, one little debt there, a credit card here, a credit card there, a college bill, and then it all adds yeah. up. And then you wonder why you're struggling to move forward when you have a decent career. Mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> but uh, so here's I, you mentioned it earlier, but I want to kind of hit it now. Is what are uh, what are your thoughts about splitting costs in a marriage? So like, is it is it okay for a couple to say? These are your bills, whereas those are going to be mine, yeah. stuff like that. Because you, you've, you've counseled and helped a lot of marriages with, or just people in general, with their money. Have you seen, have you seen people be successful that way in their marriage? Or generally, should marriages be more one account, one set of bills, just this is us type thing? Yeah. I can only speak from my personal experience on that. Um... I have never not had a shared bank account with my wife, so. Um, but generally, what I would say in the people that I've I've talked to about it is that it it can be a problem. Like a lot of people can deal with it and can make it work properly, but again, it's just like it doesn't really make for a good like cohesive unit. You know, it doesn't. It's like. I have my separate thing and you have your separate thing. So if you don't go work this week, you can't pay the mortgage bill. And that's, it's not a you, the more your mortgage is not a you, not me. It's an us, you know, it's your kids too, you know, go put them to work or no, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> but like, it's, it's a family, you know, it's, it's right. a, it's a group. Um, You've got to, you got to do things together. So, so I mean, maybe things like, oh, I've got, you know, I'll pay the utilities out of my account because I've got a paperless billing with that and you pay the trash, you know, you just write a check from your check. Like things like that may not be a big, big deal. That'd be one thing, yeah. Yeah, but when you're paying car payments and, and mortgage payments and student debt and all these big, big things separately, then it sort of tears apart. Well, that student debt that, thing yeah. that you just mentioned is another thing because most people like so like before Michaela and I got married she had a college loan it wasn't mm. a huge one but she still had a college loan and I know a lot of pe- couples when they get together like I've, I've personally heard people say like you know I, you know I had a buddy he was engaged and he was like I'm not marrying you until you pay off your college debt because it'll ruin my credit score <laughs> or something like that. And in our like, day and age, that sounds ridiculous to say that to somebody, but I agree. Like that's you. If one of the most important things you can do is have your, your personal finances in order before you go and dump them on top of another person that you want to love and cherish and spend the rest of your life with. <laughs> but, uh, usually that's what happens so yeah. you just you go into a marriage and hey here's all of my baggage yeah and that's not good but yes but when like you do get married so like my wife and i got married and she had her college loan i didn't say you need to get to work on that mm-hmm. no i i mean we we my money was just as much hers and mm-hmm. we used my income to help pay off yeah. 
her loan just as much as we used her income yeah. to pay off the loan. It wasn't a we worked together on it because yeah, like the, I took her and everything she was and all her debts and she took everything, everything I was and yeah. all my craziness and weirdness and all my debts as well. And we worked together on our stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, her her debts became your debts. Yeah. And that's how a good marriage should should be. Yeah. Yeah. You got any critical thoughts or anything you'd like to say about that, Kim? I feel like I need to defend myself. That's <laughs> <laughs> so what I'm thinking. Think kind of so at least personally for me, my family was not money savvy. Mm-hmm. Like, I watched my mom go through a lot of trouble with money. And so when I came of the age where it was time for me to start thinking about my personal finances, I had absolutely no idea what I was doing. Um, And in defense of my college loans, I was working two jobs. I was doing everything possible to pay my college debt. Um, I didn't have government help like... My amazing spouse. So, okay. Um, <laughs> now I have to defend myself. <laughs> but I think, you know, the way you're raised and as a child, the way you watch your parents kind of deal with finances plays a big part into the way that you grow up to deal with your own finances. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's that's right on. Like, it is so hard for young people these days to. You always hear the, oh, young guy can't get ahead or whatever. And and part of that is true. Like like a young person who's 18 who wants to go to college and get a good degree, you know, that's going to be $100,000, you know, and you're going to carry that with you until you're 45 for sure. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, in student loan debt. Um, so I completely agree. It's, it is really, really hard for, for young people to go into that without having a massive savings account previously, which is hard to do when you're 18 right. um, or, you know, 19. Um, so it's, it is really, really tough, but, but you gotta, you gotta get out of it. You can't just live in that mm-hmm. place. And, and, and a lot of people are in that place. They're in a, they're in bad debt or they're having marriage problems or they're, you know, they got too many bills or whatever it is. And, and I, and I get all that. Yeah. All these expenses. Well, if you just stay in one place and just keep spinning your wheels, you're not getting anywhere. So just wherever you're at, start there and start going up. Never go back. Never go back down yeah. from that point. Like, just take your responsibility for... What in the world? Sorry, my kids. Um, uh, just take your responsibility for your future is a huge portion of it. Like, you were working two jobs to pay off your college debt, you know. I, I had a job that I was working because I still had debt despite my help with grants and stuff like that um what you'll call it um we we still had to make that effort for responsibility and stuff like that mm-hmm. um yeah i lost my yeah, train of absolutely. thought because of my children <laughs> i forget where i was headed with that but anyway um i'm sure i'll get to it and be like guys we need to stop i want to hit this <laughs> um but anyway we'll go ahead and go to the next question so like uh this is a trick question. Um, you know it's a trick question. Our audience will think, oh, that's a good question, but what's a good way to build my credit score? <laughs> uh, just get more debt and be more irresponsible over and over and over and over again. Because really all your credit score is is just saying, yeah. it says, oh, I, I, I like debt. Yeah. yeah, I meant to look that up, the actual specific uh, numbers for people who are listening. Um, but a credit score is based off of like six things I believe and I and I can't remember what percentage they are but it is how much debt you have is one how much debt you've had is one how fast you pay that debt off um, how much new debt you're occurring uh, how much you spend on your debt like it's just it is it's all it's, about debt there is there's <laughs> a, 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 a the Dave Ramsey podcast and the Dave Ramsey show uh, Financial Peace University it's kind of a line from him, so I'm stealing it. But uh, it's a it's an I love debt score. Um, the credit score is an I love debt score. So if you love debt, get a high credit score. Great, go for it. Yeah. But I don't love debt, and I don't think anybody else should love debt because I can do more things without debt than anybody can with debt. And then I sleep at night, so um, yeah. 
Yeah. So a really common question that we get asked because we do not possess a credit card of any yes. form, um, but we've been able to buy houses and buy vehicles. We have a very good credit score. So if yep. you don't acquire said debt, how do you have a credit score that you're able to then make those kinds of purchases? Yeah, actually, and that is, that's a great question. That's kind of a misnomer that people are like, oh, you can't, you can't buy a car and you can't buy a house and you can't do these things without debt. Um, it is harder to do it without, uh, you know, without a credit score um, is rather what I said, what I meant to say. But uh, a, you will get a credit score build up by um, by actually paying your your bills. So what like um, what a bank will do if you're going to get a mortgage, they will look back at your utilities and your insurance and your things like that, um, and they will they will give you a credit score, or I should say those things go towards your credit score if you've just been a responsible adult and paying your bills, paying your rent, paying your insurance, paying your um, your gas and electric pills and stuff. Um, so everybody does have a credit score. If you pay bills, it may be a low credit score, which isn't necessarily a problem. Um, but banks will look at that in our, our first house. That's a good kind of segue to that. Our first house we bought, we had, we were like, you know, 20. Um, we had absolutely no real history of any kind of debt or credit or anything like that, but we just had like six months and I think they're, Six months of, of like paying bills, like I said, we got we had just got married, um, and that was enough for us for them to look back at and say, oh, okay, you have you've been paying your bills, you've been paying everything, you've never missed a payment, you've never been late on all that stuff, and they will look at that as being um, a good uh, good credit, um, and they'll they'll trust you more and give you a mortgage. Um, but part of that too is we put quite a bit down. Um, when we bought our first house. Right. So if you're putting less down, they want higher credit because they're taking on far more risk than you are. So Yeah, which, I mean, that's that's a huge portion is like when when you're going to do something like a house, the reason why they want you to have a higher credit score is because they have to put so much risk mm -hmm. into you as a person. So it's not just you who makes a risk when you're going into debt. It's the loan company as well. You know? it's like, yeah, oh, well, what, if, what if this guy doesn't pay his bill, you know? Yeah, and and I mean, if you think about it, you you get all scared and all worried about like, oh, I'm you know I'm buying, getting a house, a mortgage, this big thing. Well, you don't really own the house, and you don't really yeah. have any of that. The bank owns the house, and they're the one who gave you a hundred and fifty thousand dollars to buy that house. You exactly. know, so they're taking on the risk. They have to be assured that you are not an irresponsible person with your money. So, right, yeah. Yeah, so let's talk about sacrifice a little since we're talking about being responsible with our money. So many marriages struggle with their money because they're not willing to make sacrifices in certain areas or they're not willing to get another job somehow. Yeah. How much how much sacrifice should somebody be willing to make for money? Where should they be willing to sacrifice? What shouldn't they be willing to sacrifice? Because some people are like, oh, I need it. I need to cut half my grocery bill in half and let my children just live off ramen noodles for the whole year, stuff like that. Whereas yeah. they keep their Netflix for the whole time. You know, yeah. you know, there's priorities in a budget. It's not uh -huh. just a budget that you just like, I'm going to spend this on this and this yeah. and this. And at the end of the day, I have five bucks. If you're going to move ahead, you have to be willing to sacrifice in certain areas. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that's really interesting. There's uh I've been teaching in uh, in our we teach a financial um, financial class in our church, and some of the people that I've had in that class, they're in horrible debt, they're in really bad situations and family matters and stuff, but they just don't have like a passion to get out of that debt or to to get to somewhere in the future that they want to be, you know, a, a you know. A, debt-free mortgage or, or, you know, their, their house paid off or, or buy a, buy a brand new car with cash or whatever. Mm -hmm. They don't have those like goals and they literally just kind of, well, I, you know, I've got debt. Yeah, but it's all right. And yeah. And they just kind of, they're just kind of okay with their, with their problems. Um, and so I would say that you have to be, if you want to get out of debt and you're in, you're in a bad spot, um, you have to be like passionate about sacrifice and about 
about things you're going to cut out um, and getting out of that debt. Like you just got to be, you got to be intense about, about it and, and you and your spouse. Um, and uh, yeah, there are a lot of things you're going to have to sacrifice. You, uh, you're, there, there's a saying again, kind of from the, uh, the, the Dave Ramsey uh, people um, that if you want to live like no one else someday, you've got to live like no one else today. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can apply that to, to anything. If you want to give like no one else someday, you've got to give like no one else today. And you can, you can put almost any two sets of words in there and it, and it works. You know, mm-hmm. if you want to look like nobody else someday, you want to be the strongest dude out there. Well, you gotta, you gotta work like nobody else today. Like, exactly. um, and so, yeah, you've got to sacrifice. You can't, you can't, you know, have a, a budget and then just kind of keep living the way you're living because your budget will show you that you're a mess. Right. <laughs> and, uh, well, the Bible, you know, the Bible says, you know, where your treasure is, that will your heart be also. Yeah. If your treasure is your Netflix account, you're going to put money towards your Netflix account. If mm-hmm. your treasure is getting out of debt, you're going to put money aside to make sure you're getting out of debt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it, the principle is so broad. Yeah. That's a really, really good gauge of how people are doing with their debt and stuff. I'll, I'll look at their budgets or whatever and they're still spending 600 bucks a month going out to eat, you know? And I'm like, well, you don't really want it that bad because <laughs> obviously, I mean, you could buy rice and beans at the store for cheaper and you know it. And, uh, and everybody kind of knows that, but they're just like, well, I don't want to live yeah, but uh, I just really like going out to eat or we're really busy. It's, okay. Well, you can go out to eat and you can have some fun and you can maybe have Netflix and you, I mean, you can, you right, can have right. a good time with your family and don't, you know, don't put your family in prison for 10 years while you're getting out of debt. But, but at the same time, you cannot, you will not change if you don't do anything to change, you know, you won't, you'll just keep those bad habits and you'll just carry those on and on and on. Yeah. You got to make goals. Yeah. Those goals are, I mean, if you're not, if you have a plan, but you don't have any goals towards that plan, you're mm-hmm. not, nothing's going to work. Yeah, that's something I kind of tell everybody. Like a, a lot of people sometimes are like, well, yeah, getting out of debt and all that, that'd be great. But, but like, why? Like, what's the end goal? Like, what's mm-hmm. the purpose of all that? And I am such like a future, I like never really live in the moment. I'm always like thinking about my next job and my next project and hashtag same say, if you haven't noticed evan and caleb are like the same person yeah we, yeah <laughs> he's blonde i'm brown so that's well, the difference you're pretty white but your hair is brown what the? <laughs> <laughs> i'll roll with that, I'll roll with that. <laughs> okay, so- so practically speaking, though, going back to your question, Caleb, we've mentioned the Dave Ramsey Financial Peace class quite a bit, and I think all of us can say it's really beneficial. So if you're looking for something to guide you along this paying off debt journey, we highly recommend Dave Ramsey's Financial Peace University sure. class. And one of the first things that he talks about in that class when you're sitting down to make your budget is your four walls. Um, so you kind of asked, mm. we were talking about priorities and, you know, some of those things that we have to put our money towards. Um, those are the things that fall within your four walls. So like for us, um, that's our mortgage, that's our utilities, groceries, you know, those things that we have to pay every single month. And then a lot of things fall under that. Mm-hmm. Um, so your money goes toward your four walls first and then whatever's left that's what you can spend on your fun Flex. things or things that aren't considered necessities. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. There's no real, like it's it, the, the, the Dave Ramsey thing is it's not like a get, get out of debt quick or get rich quick thing. It's not at all. It's not easy at all. It's really, really difficult. And people got to realize that. Yeah. Like, uh, like you've heard the whole, you know, you need, you need water, food, shelter, and heat, I think, you know, to, to <laughs> live. Yeah, to, yeah, especially in Wyoming. Uh, to survive. Um, and if you're in a bad enough place and you are intense enough about getting out of debt and not living that way anymore, you'll realize that your priorities and what you should sacrifice and things, uh, some people really do. Like they, you know, they have their shelter, which like Michaela said, that's within your four walls that... You have your, um, yeah, your, your shelter, which is your mortgage and your food and your clothing for your children and your heat. And 
that's all that's really important. Um, you know, and, and other things will come, you know, and, and you will get freedom. You will gain, you know, you will make progress eventually, but, um, you've got to, people are so used to their luxuries and their extras and their fun stuff. And I just don't want to give this up and I don't feel, well, you're not ready to get out of debt. Right. Like, uh, I've had, so like, cause like I'm a hobby guy. I like, I like, you yeah. know, just, I like being entertained with my thoughts. And we are the same I'm person. Doing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we are the same person. <laughs> but, uh, like, it's like, I, uh, I have to make sure that my hobbies aren't expensive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because, yeah. like, and I've made those efforts throughout the years to be like, okay, this is an expensive hobby. I could totally get into this. So, like, I'm a big reader now, and I, I totally use my library a ton because yeah. it's free. So it's like, heck, I'm going to do that because it keeps me out of debt. It keeps me entertained. It keeps me growing. Yeah. That's one thing I can do. You know, I'm, I've learned to look in areas that aren't going to break bank for me or in areas that are double. Like, it's like, oh, hey, my kids really love Legos. Mm. I may be 28, 27. <laughs> you too. But, yeah, you too. <laughs> but, um, but it's like, oh, do you know what? My kids love Legos. So do you know what? I'll like Legos too, you know, it's just, you know, it's, it's making those efforts, you don't, you don't, you don't have to make getting out of debt boring, you know, you can yeah. totally make it fun oh, and, yeah. and livable, so, uh -huh. absolutely. Yeah. I think something really cool that you are, have kind of been talking about, Evan, is that, you know, you and Sarah, you made a choice when you first got married while you were young that you were going to make you know, good choices with your finances. And now that, you know, you guys are, you guys are pretty well off. I mean, compared to a lot of other people our age, young families, you guys do really well with your finances, which is one of the reasons we trust you to teach that class at church and everything. Um, but I, I like that you still sit down and you make your budget every month. Like oh, yeah. you don't, you didn't just say, okay, we've arrived and now we <laughs> no, don't have to do this anymore. <laughs> and so I think something really important for our listeners to understand is that when you are trying to set yourself up well financially, it has to be a lifestyle. Yeah. It's not a like five year plan and done. Yeah, for sure. It's, it's like you change your entire mentality of the way you've done finances and everything for good like mm -hmm. yeah you you have to become a changed person a changed couple um you can't go back like eventually like i said it will get easier and right. will you know you will after making good financial decisions like the saying goes you live like no one else today you can live like no one else in the future exactly. um and that will come but the people <laughs> those those people who are are financially well off you know older people they still practice and they still follow those principles of budgeting and not making stupid purchases and decisions and um and i still yeah. struggle with that stupid decision oh yeah oh <laughs> every now, like once every other month or something kale is like why did you buy yes this? oh like, yeah my hobby okay Oh yeah, I'm pretty sure every every month, even still, like every month, we've been doing this for almost nine years, and every month there's something, you know, but it still is, it still gets you a lot closer, you know, we're not perfect, but it gets you a lot closer yeah. to where you should be than if you had nothing. Right, so. well, and I feel bad, because Caleb is taking a lot of the heat for as to why we've run into Are you a difficult financial situations. I honestly can't even answer that question because I love to sit down and do the budget. Like, it's one of my favorite things to do. Wow. I'm not like a, like I just go out and spend a ton of money all the time. I'm an emotional spender. So like if I'm depressed, I want to go and buy something that's going to make me feel good. Like that's where I get tripped up. So... And then, you know, the month's going really good. We've got, you know, quite a bit in that miscellaneous category and something happens and I get sad and I go and buy something that mm. makes me feel good, like yeah. a new pair of shoes or whatever. Totally well, and her and I, like, she may be the nerd, but she's like a free nerd. Nice. And I'm like a restricted there's... bird. <laughs> <laughs> a bird. <laughs> because, there's, like, yeah, there's different levels. I of... love spending. 
But at the same time, I have that mentality that's like, ah, oh, 30 cents. We didn't budget that 30 cents. I really want to buy this. Oh, yeah. yeah. But, but it, 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 it also and I won't buy a pair on. of jeans for three months. Of, you know, I'll need a pair of jeans for like three months, but I won't because I'm like, ah, oh, it's 20. That's a lot of money for a pair yeah. of jeans. And I'm like <laughs> so willing to throw money at my children. Like, if it's mm. something for the boys, I'm like, yes, they need yeah. all the things. And I like automatically justify that exactly. because it's for my children. But then when it comes to like buying something for <coughs> that maybe we may be needing for a while, I'm still like, oh, I just, mm, yeah. I don't know. I think we should suffer and pray about this. Yeah. <laughs> but it also depends on, you know, where we're at that month. Because like this month, you know, okay, so it's December. It's like November, December, it's famous for how much people spend. Yeah, it's a tough couple During months. these couple months. Yeah. On top of that. Caleb and I have had some big financial stuff go on this month that it's it's made this month really difficult for us. Yeah. And I, of course, have regrets. Like, man, if I just had spent a little less on Black Friday, we might be doing better right now. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I feel like no matter where you're really at in this journey, you're always going to be conscious of that. Mm-hmm. And you're gonna have really good months, and then you're not. You're gonna have not so good months. Mm-hmm. But those oh, yeah. not so good months do end. Like oh, that's something yeah. that a lot of couples need to remember: is it's just a season. This well, is not we, your life. You're having a bad day, yeah. not a bad life. And we always learn something from it. We can mm-hmm. always look back yeah. and say, okay, we could have done a little better in this area. So now we know next time, yeah. you know. And we're always learning a lesson, constantly learning that lesson on learning to depend on God. No matter what mm-hmm. number is in your account, it's God who owns those numbers in the first mm-hmm. place. Yeah. So. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, a question to kind of wrap some of this up is, you know, you and I, like, we, we love reading, you know, we mm-hmm. love learning new things. I, I would say for our audience, for them to grow and to look in places to grow, what are some resources, some people that they can follow and look into to help build their financial literacy? Because that's a lot of what getting out of debt, what becoming a smarter couple is, is you need to be literate with your finances. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I keep mentioning it, the Dave Ramsey and uh, Financial Peace yeah. University. I'm not being paid or anything. We should. Up. We should be a part We of should be. <laughs> I, I, I want to talk to Dave Ramsey, if you're listening, we got you. Yes, yes. Uh, <laughs> no, we're, uh, we're trying to help you out. And, um, but yeah, the, one, of, one of the books he's read is called The Total Money, or uh, wrote, sorry, um, was, is called The Total Money Makeover. Um, and it is a fantastic good and book. It is a total money makeover. Like it just changes everything you think about money. I see you're looking for it. I, well, I have like two I have it in my house. Here. I should have brought it. I have, his, com- I have, have his complete too. guide to money right there. You here. go. Yeah, that's his, uh, his other book. book. He's uh, got he's got quite he's a few got quite good a few books. books. Yeah. Um, and if you're part of a local church or a local. Um, uh, yeah, a, a group of believers or, or, or anything like that. And actually, I think these classes are, they're given at universities and schools mm-hmm. and stuff. They're not necessarily just a Christian thing. So you don't have to necessarily be along those lines. Um, it's taught from kind of a biblical perspective, right. but it is, it's not at all like a, you gotta follow this Bible principle. It's, this is how you literally handle your credit cards and your mm-hmm. mortgage bill and your student loan debt. Um, so it's very practical for anybody. Um, and again, that's uh, Financial Peace University, FPU. And you, um, can, you can Google that and you yeah. can find classes in oh, the yeah. area. Yeah, this guy is, it's, is this company, Ramsey Solutions, is huge, huge now. It's all over America. I think yeah. they've had over like 8 million people go through the class nationwide, mm-hmm. worldwide. Um, it's just, it's fantastically helpful. We're in the middle of Wyoming and we have classes. Oh yeah. Yeah. Wyoming. Like they're, they're like most places you can find one with almost an hour of where you are. If you just, yeah, I'm sure if you live near any big city or university or any metropolitan area, like it'll be somewhere, somewhere in that. Mm -hmm. Um, there's a lot of really good Facebook groups, um, that are for the FPU, uh, promotion stuff. So you mm-hmm. could find one of those and Hey, where's a local FPU class in our area? Um, and it's, it's really, it's really good to be part of a group. Yes. Like, yeah. You gotta be, you can, you can cancel debt and learn it all on your own, but having a group yeah, and having accountability, that accountability is huge. Yeah. You gotta have, it, it's great to just have people who've been through it and mm-hmm. who've done what you're 
going through and yeah. where you're at and they tell you hey keep your chin up this is where we were five years ago and now mm-hmm. we're here like you're almost there you'll get exactly. out of this and um so yeah get involved in a group um you know you can you can order some of the books and do some of that and that's great um you know prerequisite reading or something but uh definitely get involved in a in a group or in your church and um see if you can uh see if you can start making that stuff work for you and your family mm-hmm. I know another author that you've recommended to me who I've really enjoyed reading from is uh, Robert, Richard, Robert Robert Kiyosaki. Yeah, Robert Kiyosaki. He, he wrote the book Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Mm-hmm. You recommended him to me, and that's a yeah. that one was really helpful to me. That one made me think more. So, like, the first couple years of my young adulthood life, I was very Dave Ramsey to the T, and that helped me get out of debt and yeah. stay out of debt. Robert Kiyosaki is kind of like, how to go from out of debt to having lots of wealth. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. Dave Ramsey is kind of like the the bachelor's degree. Yeah. Kiyosaki's like the master's, yeah. in my opinion. I would, I would agree. He really moves forward like with like, okay, now you've saved all this money up. Here's what you can do to make, some, make your money work for you. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, absolutely. That's a great, great author. I've read many, many of his books. Um, Robert T. Kiyosaki, uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Um, him and Dave Ramsey are a little different in their philosophies with some different yes. things like debt <laughs> and things. But uh, but but it's it's definitely a more like more advanced like hey I'm out of debt or I never got into debt but now what do I do with this? How do I invest for retirement or how do I how do I save for my col- kids' college or how do I get ac- extra passive income and learn about the stock market stuff. entrepreneurial stuff and business stuff it is fantastic for that mm-hmm. stuff but if you're if you're in a, a place where you've got some more debt and and some some decisions that you're living through now and you gotta gotta get out of that definitely go with uh, definitely go with Dave Ramsey and start there and yeah, just for sure. Just keep learning. Be a lifelong learner and never, never stop. Always yeah. stay hungry. That's a huge one is lifelong learner. It's like, that's part of it is your marriage. You're constantly growing. My marriage is different than it was five years ago. And it'll be different five years from now than it is right now. I feel like mm-hmm. it's different than it was yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> totally agree. Yeah. That's three kids for you, you know? Yes. So, but, um, yeah, constantly growing. I, I really like that comment. So any other thoughts before we close? I just want to say thank you for yeah. you know making time to come out and talk with guy. us and share some of these things. Um, I really think for someone listening, it's going to be really helpful. For sure. So for sure, I agree. Maybe in the future we'll have to do some more uh, more in depth on different little specific things or something yeah. like yeah. that. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I love doing this stuff and uh, yeah. And for, for those for those listening, if there is something specific that you know, maybe you'd like to learn more about that we could help with on that topic, please, you know, write in and let us know. Yeah. Yep. At Michaela, Michaela talks at gmail.com. You can message us there. You can also message us on our Instagram account, Mm -hmm. which is Michaela underscore talks, um, or anything like that. If you have questions or anything like that, please shoot us. We'd love to answer your questions or comments. And, uh, yeah. (laughs) Oh, Evan just shot Caleb. Yeah, yeah. He said shoot us. So. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yes, yes. Got to keep it real here. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but yeah. Thanks for listening. Thanks for having have me. a good day. I'm a Caleb. I'm Caleb. <laughs> I can't. You can't. Okay. <laughs> That's Evan. Thanks this for having is, me. You just this pointed is, to him like and everybody. This is uh, the Caleb Talks podcast. <laughs> have a good day. <laughs>